The Lance Wall Now Show is coming at you live from the master himself, with a special broadcast taken from one of Lance's most recent appearances. Tune in and get ready for some major revelation. When does the devil really scream? It's when you actually start to take back territory that he's occupying. So I wanna share with you the uh, challenge that I have because uh, many of you, there's a verse, there's some verses which are not my favorite verses. I'm gonna do a series at uh, some point of my not favorite verses in the Bible because we all preach the favorite ones. But I'm gonna give you one that comes to me. For those of you that have been in the Lord, how many of you would say you've been around the block, this isn't your first rodeo? Put your hand up. Good, we need all the veterans of previous battles in this battle right now. So in John 21, Jesus gives this great promise. I guarantee nobody has it on a refrigerator to claim it, <laughs> on a magnet. John 21, and Jesus says, to Peter, most assuredly I say to you, when you were younger, you girded yourself and you walked where you wished. But when you're old, you will stretch out your hands and another will gird you and carry you where you do not want to go. I wanna talk about God taking you where you don't wanna go. Because that's how you ultimately might be glorifying him. I remember my uh, experience with Kim Clement. Uh, was just mentioned about Kim a moment ago. So Kim and I were supposed to meet, go to, up to Trump Towers to meet Donald Trump in 2015 when he was ready, getting ready to run for office. And uh, Kim didn't make it. He had his first kind of stroke and I, I was there waiting for him. He didn't show up. Now typically he did all the heavy work for me. Uh, he would get a word and I would try to interpret it. He would have a prophecy and if it was confusing, I'd explain it. It was a great tag team, teacher and prophet. Well, I'm up there and I have to hear God for myself. Kim doesn't show up. I'm sitting there with uh, Donald Trump and, and, and I go up there twice and it's, a, it's chaos because there's, uh, he's having rallies and they, I did, we didn't know then they would plant people in the audience that would rise up and punch someone and start fighting and start chanting and start yelling. So, so they were being labeled as hate, hate speeches and hate mongers. Uh, it, it was the opposite of that. Trump said it's like a schmooze fest. I don't get it. People are popping up and just manifesting. He didn't understand he was making demons manifest. So people would start manifesting in the crowd. Organized protest is a form of manifest demonic interruption. And so that was early on, I said, oh, this is interesting. This guy's actually provoking demons and organizations. This is fascinating. You don't see that when the other guys are talking. And so as the chaos is going on, I get called back for a second meeting up at Trump Towers, and I don't know what I'm doing there. And I can literally say, they were discussing race issues and economic issues and all kinds. And I said under my breath, I said, Lord, what am I doing here? I'm in the Church Mountain Revival Reformation. I'll talk Seven Mountains up. I left. Literally, I left Wall Street and the world behind. I'm like the rich young ruler. I left it to go full tilt in the church ministry revival. And, and now I'm back here at Trump Towers, the apprentice in politics, and I talk about the stuff, I don't do the stuff. And while I'm sitting there, sure as anything, the Lord says to me, now you gotta be Pentecostal to appreciate this. The Lord says to me, every time you pray in tongues, you tell me this is what you wanna do. I said, what? I don't remember once, to catch the obviousness in this, I don't remember once asking you to get involved with politics, government, entertainment. I wanna talk about it to the church. I don't wanna go into it. Lord said, every time you pray in the spirit, this is what your spirit says. 
So your tongues are taking you places your head doesn't want to go. Now, who better than you? Now, I'll tell you, I know, I know my crowd, I know my tribe. I'm misunderstood by the church a lot because they think I'm a little off. I'm a little too far up there. I'm not out, out, I'm not far out there. I'm just in front of where a lot of you got to go. I had to get involved with media because there was no truth in media. I had to get involved with politics because the church wasn't showing up. Somebody once said to me, it's a strange conversation. They said, so when did you decide to leave the ministry and do what you're doing now? I looked at him and I said, uh, I said, I, I never left the ministry. I'm just standing in the gap where you haven't gone yet. That's what I do. So I get involved in unusual situations. I, I go back home and I'm saying to the Lord, boom, starts talking to me. Here's another thing that's interesting. When you go where God tells you to go that you don't want to go, you start hearing God in a way you never heard it before. So now I'm up there where I don't want to go. I go up doing an inauguration, boom, that wonderful limousine you saw on the cover of Time Magazine, which is Antifa, spray painted on the side of it, lit that limo that was lit on fire, and it's like, that was my limousine. <laughs> I step out of the limousine, my wife had to have hip surgery, so some rich business guy says, I'm not letting you guys walk around Washington for the inauguration. You're gonna put your wife in there, I got a limo for you. Oh, well, you don't have to do that. Oh, I already got the limo. I get in the limo, Annabelle and I get out of the limo. I go walking up, uh, barely a, a flight of steps. Jim Garlow meets me, there's a big plasma screen TV. He says, isn't that your limo? Antifa just came right around the corner and bombed the limo. Firebombed it. I said, oh my gosh, that is my limo. I feel like Mr. Magoo, I'm just walking through life praying in tongues. Oh, that literally, ha that literally happened to me. I had to be a keynote speaker at a motive, oh, worse yet, what I had to do, be the motivational speaker. I am telling you what, I get stuck in the strangest places. So I get invited to be a motivational speaker for this big multi-level marketing company, and they're having a meeting out in Hollywood or something, and I go there, and they call me up, and they go, Lance, we've been looking at some of your videos. We realize you're a really out-of-the-box kind of Pentecostal Christian outspoken. And we just want to make sure you aren't going to be discussing religion and everything. And, and we're hiring you for motivation. We don't mind it, but the company's owned by Mormons, and they're worried you're going to start evangelizing. <laughs> I said to my wife, I said, I hate this job sometimes. I have to be like a contortionist to do what I do. Anyway, she's, she's great. She lays hands on me. I put a tuxedo on, go downstairs for a dinner. I just want to go there and get out. She lays hands on me. She goes, I'm going to pray that the Holy Ghost just breaks that intimidation right off of you. Now you go right down there, fill this with boom. Breaks it. I go down. Now get this. I go down there. I'm trying to be a little mousy. I just want to get in there, do my little motivational talk, and then leave and go. I don't even like my job right now because I don't know where I fit. Welcome to your future. <laughs> so I go down. The, uh, the big shot that called me to warn me goes, Lance, like, like I'm a celebrity. He, and he's got a couple of guys who go, there he is, folks. This is the guy you want to meet. I go, oh, what's this? He said, this is our largest client. He has all of Australia opened up. And he said it's because of you that he opened up Australia. I go, huh? He said, yeah, he's from Australia. He goes, yeah, mate, let me tell you what happened. I'm running to one of your business seminars about doing business supernaturally, and I'm praying in tongues and all that, like you talk about when you're praying in tongues. I said, and then the Holy Ghost says to me, 
I'm gonna flood you with millions of dollars so that you can support Heidi Baker. So I listen to what you said, and just like you walk around like Mr. Magoo, praying in tongues, God sends me to this company, and I'm making millions of dollars in supporting Heidi Baker. Thank you very much. And these guys are saying, isn't that good, Lance? Isn't that good? And I'm thinking, you just called me about an hour ago and told me not to be too Pentecostal. I went outside, had my tapes out on the table. Listen to this lady today, it's all about evangelism. It is crazy out there. I got all these tapes out there. People were coming up to me, motivational tapes, but they aren't motivational tapes, they're Holy Ghost tapes. But they were coming up and uh, I said, this will help you hear God and I'll, and I'll help you hear God now. And I start prophesying over them on my hand. They got a whole line of people that want to get prophesied over when they got their tape. They're, we just called them readings. And I said, you know, it's really weird. But if the church would actually go into the world with a little bit of creativity, the world is actually waiting for the church. You wanna get this, I got, a, I got a table at a crazy location. Across from the men's room, all the way back behind there, you'll find my table, breaking controlling spirits. This is how you pray in the Holy Ghost and break controlling spirits and scramble the devil's attack on your life. Anybody want this? All right, go grab it. Woo, take it out. This one is wild. I, wrote the, I didn't even think about what you guys are gonna be doing here with this movement. But the Lord kept telling me about Esther. You know why? Because Billy Graham was in the Capitol when? During the Feast of Purim. Yes, he was. He's laying there and the Lord said to me, the era of friendly government with Christianity has passed. The man who was the ambassador for the church that played golf with seven consecutive presidents is no longer alive. He's, on, he's out there during the Feast of Purim, which is the feast in which the people of God had to unify and mobilize to save themselves from attack from government. You're in the new era, my boy. That's why I call it the Billy Graham prophecy. He prophesied right from his coffin. Donald Trump goes up to him, taps that coffin five times, and five times, and says, May God raise up a new generation of male and female Billy Grahams for the United States. Here's the Billy Graham prophecy. Somebody grab it, woo! And you wanna get Esther, the scepter of Esther. I've studied, I didn't know I did this was gonna be a movement, but the Lord said, get ready for the scepter of Esther and the signet ring of Mordecai. The Mordecai's signet ring is the authorization of heavenly government through secular government. The scepter of Esther is the supernatural favor of God upon those that he raises up. Hallelujah. I wrote this book on God's cast code for the five years. I predicted the election stolen. I actually predicted Trump would be called Cyrus, that the media was gonna end up calling it Trump derangement syndrome was what we're gonna say. Oh, I stopped prophesying myself because I don't want to be stuck in a prophetic category because of my, the other work I do. But all of it's in here. I'm gonna, I can tell you where we're at because it's eerily unfolding exactly the way that I thought it was going to happen because it's not... See, the danger of prophets is they're too caught up in trying to predict short-term events because everybody's fascinated with current events. What you have to look for is the prophetic architecture. Now, I got it at the weirdest time. I don't know how Luke keeps popping up in my life. I hardly ever hang out with him. He and I were in a meeting at Focus and the Family, and it was the strangest thing. Evangelical headquarters with Lou Engel, me, and Jeremiah Johnson, 
And we got, I don't know, you know what we're doing there. But while I'm there, the Lord gave me a revelation. He said this, he said, Lou and the Daniel prophets have been fasting and praying. Put your Daniel down here. Daniel fasting. I think he came up to me and told me about this guy, Daniel fast. Daniel fasting. The prayers of the prophetic and the intercessors prepared the way for God to bring in a ruler who would be a Cyrus. And the Lord whispered to me, Trump is your Cyrus. Why? Because he's an outsider. Cyrus wasn't a Jew. The Jews were looking for a Jew. God sent a, a heathen. But the right heathen is better than the wrong Jew, I found out. What this guy did was he ended up putting in three Supreme Court justices that actually were the reason why Roe v. Wade was overturned. That was the political answer to the intercession of overturning the, uh, the abortion curse. But the point is you get Cyrus rulers. Cyrus rulers don't have to be Christians. The, the countries that are kicking Soros out, like in Hungary and various other places, they are not being done by card-carrying Baptist evangelicals. They're being done by leaders the church prayed in a position whose principles line up with the kingdom of God and they deal righteously. So it's not about the theology of the person, it's about whether or not they will rule in the fear of God. So anyway, so I got this prophetic prayer that would precede rulers that would come up, the Cyrus rule. And what I'm looking at here is actual Bible. That's why it's so cool. God's given us the pattern for the future in the Bible. When Israel became a nation in 1948, you can go back and look at when Israel came back to the land in the Bible and everything that happened when Israel returned is what we're talking about. That's what we're talking about, Esther and Nehemiah and everything that can't be shaken will be shaken. Those are all post-exile returning back to Jerusalem stories. Therefore, if you want to know the future, the way that I'm looking at it is, it all lines up with what happened to Israel when they came back into the land. Cyrus came up into power in answer to the prophecies and prayers of Jeremiah and Isaiah and Daniel. They positioned a breakthrough in government. The moment the breakthrough came in government, the people of God went to work on building and expanding the house of God. The reason why America's in the shape that it's in I'll put it to you over here. Oh good, we got a line right here. Here's another illustration for you. It's real fast. America is a great nation. America's been taken over, you know why? Because the church mountain over here focused on the church mountain. Revivals, breakthrough, meetings, salvation, evangelism, TV, build your ministry, build your mailing list, more revival. We got Lakeland. We got Todd Bentley, we got Toronto, we got Pensacola, we got Rodney Howard Brown. And what did the United States get? Soros, who took over the rest of it. Why? Because we focused on revival exclusively. We didn't focus on making disciples of nations. We didn't focus on discipling America. We focused, and the theory was, and I'm part of the mistake, I thought the same thing. Well, you know, we can just, Light this stick of dynamite over here called the church. Boom, it'll all get sucked into the church with a great revival explosion. And the Lord stopped me one day and said, where'd you get that from? I said, well, if the church breaks through, it'll change the nation. The Lord said, is that what I said? Did I say, if you can just get the right elixir and explode the church over here, it'll suck the city in? I said, well, I thought that works. The Lord said, what part of go ye do you not understand? I said, well, I, I, this is it. We, I, I, we all do that. The Lord says, exactly. 
Go ye. That's what I got the seven M, the seven mountain revelation thing. The church is over here. Family hangs out with the church over here. Education's over here. Government's over here. Media's here. Entertainment's over here. And then your Wall Street and your business is over here. We're over here. We separate ourselves. Separation of church and state. The devil tells you that. So what does the devil do? I think I'm going to take care of all your education system. I'm going to put a little uh, gateway there. He's going to take over education. This is why you've got the problem you've got right now. You wouldn't have the demons coming in for your children if they didn't come in through the gate of education. Well, then, I'll tell you what. What about, I'm sitting there before anyone, before Trump even said fake news. I knew it. If we don't start getting a hold of media, media will become a propaganda arm for the Antichrist. Same thing with the arts. Same thing with Wall Street right now. And then, of course, the crown prince of it is down there in Washington. And why is that? I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. The best I can figure out, if the gates of hell aren't gonna prevail against the church, then the church is gonna have to go ye where the gates are. Is that not wrong, obvious? I'm talking obvious. So you listen to this man up here. I flew out here because the Lord told me this event was important and I knew I had to listen to what that, uh, the man from Peru said. Because he's done it, it's the only, only nation I know where George Soros had to write a 26 page letter to explain why he was pulling his funding out from open society to his 21 NGOs who are discipling nations because their money was wasted in Peru. Evidently some pernicious right-wing movement had made it toxic for the survival of their particular ideology. These gates, I will build my ecclesia and those gates can't prevail. We need to actually start to become a church that goes into the system. Well, there's not dominionism. What about Christian nationalism? It's amazing how Christians are so easily manipulated and intimidated by accusations of the devil. I'm not talking about dominionism. We're not, we're not in danger of getting intoxicated with takeover success. We're actually in the Esther moment of fighting for our survival. It's just that these things become fortified because if you're supposed to be going up the gates of hell and the gates of hell don't have any resistance, don't be surprised if men are running around in dresses in the White House. You're not there. So I look at this and I go, historically, Lord, where does this take us? God is looking for a different kind of house. It's a house for the nation. It's a house, it's a, it's a house for the nation. When the Jews went back, they built the temple. The temple that they built wasn't a synagogue. It was the house in Jerusalem, would be the house of God for the nation. And I look at this and I go, I just think God is reconfiguring the house, even the ecclesia. I really do think this here, this local church, has got to start to think in terms of deploying Christian influence within the culture, discipling nations in obedience to what Jesus said. Don't worry about the accusations they have against you, dominionism or otherwise. The truth of the matter is, if you don't occupy it, the devil will. The difference is when you occupy it, you don't go after them, but when they do, they will shut you down.
You know, there are stories in the Bible that are actually so amazing. Imagine if God gave you a dream and he said to you, ask me anything that you wish and I'll give it to you. Well, that actually happened. Solomon asked for wisdom and God gave him wisdom. Suppose God was to ask you if you wanted the ability to open up heaven with your prayer life so that you could come up into this very presence and see his plan and his purpose and his detailed blueprint for what you're called to do. And then suppose God added to that and said, and I'm gonna give you the power over every demon and earthly circumstance that gets in your way when you want to administrate that vision. I'm gonna give you kingly power and priestly access to the throne of God at the same time. That's the end time move of God, folks. It's called the Melchizedek spirit. Jesus comes to us, the Bible says, in a new order. It's called the order of Melchizedek. We've seldom seen it manifest in the church, but it's showing up now where God is giving to his people the royal priesthood authorization to be able to see what heaven wants to do, pray prevailing prayers, and administrate that prayer right over the works of hell. We're seeing amazing answers to prayer. We're seeing new testimonies happen every day. I want you to get this special teaching. LanceWallet.com forward slash Mel. That's short for Melchizedek. LanceWallet.com forward slash Mel. You don't want to miss it. This is fresh revelation, hot off the press. Did you enjoy this latest episode? Please remember to share it with your friends, because the more knowledge you have, the better equipped you are to navigate the world.